Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. Um, did you guys know that a uh, lion is just a big cat? That's a fact. And I'm Sebastian. <laughs> the horse not meant to rhyme. <laughs> is, that, is that the new intro? Just giving off facts? No. All right. Green, I'm not committing to anything. Green is not blue. I'm Andy Schossler. I'm holding a glass and I'm Alex. I mean... All of those were true. So, so far, three for three, hundred percent fact success rate. All right. Well, we we haven't personally sat down and done one of these in a while. I feel yeah. right. It feels like a lot longer. Yeah. So good. So much has changed I since mean, our last variety hour. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, um, who just got arrested? Who just got elected? Arrested. Yeah. Same difference. Um, not Snowden. The other one. Assange. Assange just got arrested. I got them confused too. Because I was like, is Snowden still alive? Yes. yes. <laughs> he is. He very much is. Yep. So that that's this week in the news from last week. <laughs> I'll just play the outro. Um, <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about today? We know, we've started like signposting. So I have a bit of a guilty pleasure. I like to listen to stories. <gasps> okay. Guilty. No, I'm, I'm not talking about audiobooks. I'm talking about the... F- many, many, many voluminous channels on, on YouTube that read out uh, Reddit stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with various colourful hashtags and, and things, but there, there are a few of my favourites. I just want to, you know, tell people about that and maybe yeah, a few of my favourite channels. Okay. It's fun. Um, I recently went to Adelaide and I'm going to share with you an experience that I had. This better be a good story because he tried to sneak this into three movie reviews. You elicited it out of him. I, uh, I no, 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 no. The good host that I am. Alex, Alex, <laughs> Alex was quite happy, quite content, saying I hadn't seen uh, whatever movie it was because I was in Adelaide. We couldn't. Oh, we couldn't. No, record. he saw Shazam, saw Shazam well before us, because but we couldn't record because he was in Adelaide. Done. And then you went, oh my God, please tell me about Adelaide. I know Andrew has lots of trivia about Captain Marvel <laughs> and Shazam, but I'm not interested in that. Please, Alex, tell me desperately about Adelaide. Ten minutes about fried chicken and pancakes or waffles <laughs> or whatever. Well, both. both. Worthy of it. Could have been done here and it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. I was attempting to get some sizzle for this episode. And so we got the whole you. steak. It was, it was a, a whole heap of trivia. It was beautiful. I'd, I'd researched it. I'd gone to multiple sources and you just shit on all of I it. No, not. thank you. Um, I'm going to talk about my brief experience with Netflix um, 
you versus wild. Oh. It's you guys have heard of Man versus Wild, the Bear Grylls. Yes. They've done a a choose your own adventure, Bear Grylls adventure, where you you go through with him in like a jungle, and it's like, do I do this or that? And you select which what he does, and there's like okay. a risk that he might oh, fail. And it's one like, of those choose your own adventure things. Yeah, but it's Bear Grylls just going on a, a, a walk right. through the jungle. That's me. I got that one. All right. I've only done one of the episodes last night, literally just so I could talk about it today. So oh, well, let's talk about it right now. Yeah, go on. Do they work? I well, I enjoyed Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror one. Yeah, I liked that one. Do you guys end up going through and doing that one? No, I didn't. No. I started doing the Minecraft one, and I got the bored. Minecraft one's made for kids, though. I know, but I still got bored with it. It's such a silly gimmick. Do you Bandersnatch the the Black right. Mirror one? Right. It because it's Black Mirror technology, blah blah blah. It's very self aware, and it's the story plays into the fact that you are also controlling the story. So it okay. works on a couple of different levels there, but I mean. I think I I think I semi reviewed that one during when Bird Box came out because yeah. they're about the same period. Um, this one here, I've only done the first episode. It took me about fifteen minutes. I don't know how many there are. I'm very poorly researched, but I did try out to see how it worked. And the one that I played, you've arrived on this little islandy area. There's a missing scientist that you've got to go into the jungle to find her. And it's like before, like you start off on a, on the helicopter before he jumps down. He's like, I've got room in my backpack for two one of one of these two items. What do you want me to bring? Do I bring my slingshot for, so I can use it for hunting and to, get, and to fend off predators? Or do I bring my grappling hook so I can climb things? He can't stick a slingshot in his pocket? It's just the conceit is you, no, you, you okay, choose yeah, one yeah. of the two items before yeah. leaving. I went slingshot, literally never used it once. Ah. So apparently I didn't go down the right path for that. You arrive and he's like, all right, do I go through the jungle there with my machete or where I have the risk of like snakes and like wildcats? Or, or do I take this beautiful paved path, <laughs> lit, lit very with elegantly with, with the Victorian lamps, <laughs> or like, lemonade like served every hundred meters? <laughs> the other way was like a, a stream, where it's like the stream, big big open area, but obviously I'll be around water, so we have like crocodiles and right. other things that I might not be able to see beneath the water. I went through the jungle. You go through the jungle, you find a campsite, but it's empty. How do you progress from there? Do you climb the tree, or do you? head in the direction that these monkeys are making a sound in because he's like, they'd be making a sound if they were disturbed, but I get a better vantage point from the tree. So you just pick and you can fail and if you choose the wrong option, he can be killed Ooh. or, or, or yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick that a bad option apparently, but I, to be fair, I played the first one. I think it was a bit of a, like a you know underarm pitch at me, but I ended up finding the scientist in like four choices, which I was like, oh, that was fast. Okay. But it was just... It was just nice because like one of them was like, do I walk across this log or do I swing from the vine? And this is me. I'm trying to see what I can do. So I'm like, swing from the vine because I'm like, this will fail. And it didn't. And I was like, ah, oh, I guess the log was the bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. So it was pretty good. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's very, you are watching for a lot more than you're playing. Like these okay. choices take up random 20 second slots where you pick and just gives you a little divergence, but it's not really a story as much as it is a jungle walk simulator. See, I don't get why they're trying to bridge the gap between uh, between a, 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 a television media like that and uh, and a video game. I'm interested. It's, I'm just curious. It's, it, I'm going to classify it as some sort of new media in this sense. Isn't it cumbersome to constantly be picking up the room? Oh, God, I've got to make a choice. Just tell me the story. Well, you don't only pick it if you're in the mood to make a choice. If you want to, if you want to do something no, else, no, just no, don't no, watch no, it. So. No, I get that. But, like... My, my my experience during the Minecraft one is that I was I was enjoying watching the thing, right? You can still enjoy kids' stories. Sometimes they're funny. SpongeBob is hilarious. Yeah, love SpongeBob, and that's nominally a, a kids' show. 
but every time every time it asked me to make a choice, I you know, I got cringier and cringier as the, as the thing went on, and oh god, just whatever, do the thing. Mm. This one was predicated with me making the choices. Like, like I went in right. knowing that I'm going to be making all of the decisions that he has to make. So for me, it wasn't interrupting the story. It was specifically pitched as me choosing the story. Okay. Um, like I said, I haven't done like the, the Minecraft one. I've seen clips of it, but yeah. I haven't done it. I did try the first one was like a Stretch Armstrong cartoon, like a remake cartoon of like oh, the toy. Right. I did that one. Well, that's six the, months ago. And I thought, oh, this is nifty, but it was definitely, this was a kid's show. So I was yeah. like, I, you know, it was a superhero kids show. I just did the thing for an episode. It was like, that was not terrible. But well, Bandersnatch did a good job. Okay. The, the criticism I had with the Minecraft one is that it got you to make seemingly um, uh, irre- irrelevant choices. Mm. Like, what color shirt is your hero going to wear? Is he going to wear a red one or a green one? And then they go, and they yeah. go off on the adventure. And oh, you, 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 here you've got a pie and, and, a, and, and a burger. Which one will you eat first? No, these are more... Impactful choices okay. than that. Bandersnatch, so it's a genuine for sure, choose adventure, well, where, where the, the decisions have actual consequences. Well, literally, I, I when I because I went through the jungle and didn't go down the stream, I never came near water again okay. for my entire trip. So okay. it would have been completely different if I had gone up the stream. I never saw. I actually never saw any animals the entire way that I went. But in the trailer, there oh. are animals. So I just happened to go some particularly safe route. So you didn't even see the monkeys? No, I heard them, okay. and I decided instead of following them to climb the tree. And then for mine, mine was easy because I climbed, I climbed the tree and there was smoke coming from some part in the in the forest. He's like, well, I'm going to go that way. And he went that way and she was there. Well, well, So well. I guess, yeah, I, I was like, I was trying to take stupid choices. But to be fair, I also didn't want to be mauled by monkeys. So, so <laughs> how long did the episode take? 15 minutes tops. Right. But there's multiple episodes. And like it's, I have a feeling the one I played was like the tutorial one. A win-win situation. Like you yeah. the stream, oh, luckily there's no alligators today. Yeah. Whatever. But I, I have watched Bear Grylls in the past. I don't mind his stuff. I don't care how produced it is. It's just interesting. So I'm happy to okay. watch it. Okay. And yeah, it was just an extra element that I didn't anticipate. I went. I had no forewarning that it was coming out. It just, on my Netflix one day, I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, another one of these. It. Cool, yeah. But yeah, if you want to move just to chill out and relax, all of these are bad options. But if you're happy to <laughs> engage with something briefly, they're good. Like, And so when I did Bandersnatch, I played through my way. I had a really good time. I really liked it. But then I got to rewatch it with my wife. Ah, interesting. And so you can watch the same thing and know the same characters and get that little bit of a twist. And it is, for rewatch purposes, it can be quite interesting. Okay. And, I mean, you get sick things. You're like, What's, how does this person think? You just get a bit of insight into someone else's mind. Yeah. So I think that there is merit. I just have don't you, know how far they can go with this. Have you ever gone to investigate if there's a supercut of them available to show each each option? On YouTube, there um, is. There's, there's a couple of endings okay. in Banner Snatch, for example. I just never got to, and right. I don't know how I'm meant to get there with that. I, I'm sure I could get like a t- tutorial to walk me through it, but yeah. I was never interested enough to do that. I just got the ending that I was, and I was happy with the ending that I got. So okay. I was, yeah. But all in all, it's it's fun. I just don't know what they can do with it. Like <laughs> apart from on Netflix, for example, like I would. It must be impossible, but I would love there to be some sort of cinematic application to this, but I can't think of a way they do it apart from like, the audience votes on this decision and whoever gets more than 50% does it, you know, right. which they've done in the past four movies, but they were, they were generally, I mean, it's a gimmick anyway, but there was one that was, a f- you know. A friend of mine um, wrote a couple of theatre shows where the whole, the whole idea of it was that it was audience participation in the sense of you're voting for 
the the outcome uh, as it's going along. His first show, he d- he did exactly that, where you voted on which which option people are going to take, and it changed the story every night. His second one, it was uh, a dinner, and um, it was it was a, a democratically elected menu, so people would would vote on ingredients of of what to of what to include in this thing, and some of the meals got very wild and weird. Mm. Right and again, it sort of had a limited pool of, of ingredients to choose from, and it was usually you know something that didn't require much cooking. But it was still interesting to see how how it all came together. That was fun from the spectacle of enjoying it with other people. But I kind of struggle with the idea that this choose your own adventure thing is is fun for a single person on their own because the whole the, the whole idea of, of of choice for me and seeing what, what the outcome is is supposed to be enjoyed between multiple people like that's how you get the most the most out of it i feel that way anyway i don't know if if you you seem to have enjoyed it quite fine on your was, own yeah and i'm easily entertained okay something has to okay. be particularly shit for me not well, to enjoy it i'll ask you this will the you raid. go back will you go back through and select different options just to see what happens i'm i will because it's a series i'm gonna i'll continue on and play through more of them okay. i only got 15 minutes done last night because we were meeting so early this yeah. morning and it was like midnight i was like i just need to do something <laughs> so i can at least talk about it if it was good or bad all right so i will but i'm in no rush to do it it's on netflix anyway it's literally okay. it was netflix show made for netflix it is going nowhere i will get to <laughs> yeah. it before i die sometime very good but it's also a mood thing like sometimes you just want to watch a movie Sometimes I just want to put Scott yeah. Pilgrim on for the thousandth time yeah. just to have background noise. It just depends on your mood. But okay. Yeah. I so that's that. that's a Sebastian. I get that. Well, oh, please. Sure. Um, so uh, I was in Adelaide um, uh, just for what? a couple of When did that happen? Just for a couple of nights with my wife. Oh, tell me more. Um, and we went to the Adelaide or South Australia Museum. Museum of South Australia or Adelaide Museum, whatever you want to call it. Because um, it was one thing that we decided that we both wanted to do while we were there, just to because we like doing that sort of thing, and uh, it so happened that there was a David Attenborough virtual reality Great Barrier Reef experience. Oh yeah, all um, the joy of the reef with none of the drowning. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Um, so you you're wearing the goggles, obviously, and um, it's uh, the three sixty view. So like you can turn around in your seat and. Uh, David Attenborough is literally just to your right um, <laughs> and you get to look at him and um, then there's um, more people outside of the submarine thing um, with these 360 cameras so you can li- literally like the whole time apart from like little exposition bits um, you you can literally look in any direction and see a, the Great Barrier Reef. Okay. And it was really cool. Like you're up close with the fish, like you're – swimming through like a little coral thing and you look back and like there's a different side of it that you weren't looking at before like it, it was just it was really cool um and i'm so glad this technology exists um because it will make uh experiencing things so much better for people who are physically unable to go and do these things or yeah. have anxiety about these things like the application is so much more than just entertainment. It's enabling for so many more people. I I feel like do I I kind of struggle with the VR goggles. Mm. Like I find they they fog up really easily, mm. and I'm because of my outrageously huge head, they never <laughs> seem to. They, they I can never seem to match them up 
the right way with my eyes to get focus because they're oh. either they're either down far enough and they really hurt my cheeks when they're on there or they're sitting comfortably on my cheeks and I have to keep you know kind of pushing them down or squinting to to get the right this focus had a it, so ne- the, it never looks right. The goggles with the strap going around the back, but it also had one going over the top. Yeah. So that you could tighten that and it'll it'd sit up further from your cheeks. I had a like a little bit of light coming through um uh, like where the, the bridge of my nose was. Right. But it didn't bother me um because there was enough um focus above that you just look past it. Okay. And it didn't fog up on you? No, it didn't fog up with me. Okay. I, wore, I wore my ginormous glasses as well um the it was in focus the entire time um the volume was good you were indoors though yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i wonder if that maybe just the aircom going on over whatever because i have the same issue both with vr mm. goggles that andrew has and also with my name is skirmishing like oh yeah any sort yeah, of yeah. thing anything uh, on my face yeah. apparently my oh, eyes are a hot section yeah. diving as well yeah 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 it's yeah. all good until I can't see. <laughs> I just, I had a really good experience. It was only like 20, 25 minutes long. Yeah. So it wasn't like an outrageously long time to be wearing the yeah. VR set. But like, what, did, what did you learn about the Great Barrier Reef? It's fucked. There's a lot of bleaching mm. due to the current, quote, climate change. Lies. Um, Sorry. <laughs> if David Attenborough says that it's happening, it's happening. That's that's how that's my stance on it. <laughs> I don't change my mind. <laughs> meme. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just about how like the coral live. Okay. Um, with these, um, like some of them are singular. So, and they they're very similar to jellyfish, but they attach onto um, these basically rocks and they feed. Okay. Um, on these um, zoo zooplankton or something. Yeah, very very mm. mi- microscopic animals. Yeah, yeah, and some of them have like the one mouth, which um, when it opens up, it's it's got tentacles and one like hole in the middle. Yeah, and then there are ones that are multi. So like, there's many of these different little mouths that open up and feed. Okay. So um. So they're the different types of coral and so, uh, um, all the fish. That it's it's like the whole ecosystem of like a, a coral reef right. that exists. And so a uh, coral a plant or an animal? Uh, if they have mouths, a, I think it's an animal. Okay, yeah, because they're fauna. Yes. They are whatever they want to be, which is a spiky plant with a mouth. I was, I was too yes, Im- let's not put labels on yep. them. I was, I was very immersed in like the experience to take in all the little facts, okay. that, right. if that makes okay. sense. Like yeah. I, I was kind of living it up, looking around at all the fish around and... Did they do a thing where you were around like nice, beautiful, like colorful coral, and then suddenly you were around like shitty bleached white coral, and they're like, "You did this, anything like that?" No, no. no. Oh, okay. I would have done that, like scare tactics. (laughs) Well, and then like all the white coral rattles together and forms some sort of skeleton-style like abomination. That (laughs) no, no. It it did explain that like the um how the water is getting hotter, Mm. and um that is meaning that these the little microorganisms are are leaving so that the coral isn't getting enough sustenance so they it is um bleaching coral bleaching so they are dying it's a pity because i and prefer water that isn't freezing cold yeah. so for me it's like oh that sounds pleasant it's, except it's, for all the death as far as i can tell it's like 
testicles. There's like a specific temperature that they work the yep. best. Okay. They're all if it gets too cold, it's not going to be that's great. That's how I'll if phrase it, it to my kids. If it gets too hot, it's not going to be great. That's so. true. Yeah. Coral well, that checks out. Like that checks out. Like testicles. testicles. <laughs> Andrew. Well, I, I have a bit of a guilty pleasure. I like listening to, to stories. And it's sometimes fun to listen to people having a bad time in stories or people getting their comeuppance or little snippets like that. Yeah. So there's no shortage of YouTube channels that uh, will take their source material from Reddit, from a particular subreddit or a whole heap of them, and just read out the stories live on air. Right? It's a wonderful, wonderful thing that's, that's happening. I think it's a tremendously... Co- like, it's not Don't, really... Why would you do that? No. <laughs> do what? Why would you use that word? You know what you did. Um, I, I know I know the word that what one I wanted here. to use. Yeah, tremendous. It's a tremendous word. The, and I was okay. going to say, it's not tremendously creative to just pick up <laughs> pick up a story from someone and, and read it. You and right. my friend Dylan are the biggest jerks I know. <laughs> Find a new word. Wow. Find a, a, an existing word with an existing I meaning had- that... I had I had a whole cacophony of words, Seb. Cacophony, that's then, a great word. And then and then you opened the door and said, "Hey guys, guys, this one's going to get a reaction out of it's me." It's so use, bad. Use this one here. <laughs> it's such <laughs> a bad word to use. Use it. The English language has so many words. So, tell me how 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 inappropriate was my use of tremendous there? It's really not, inappropriate. It's not was tremendously it? creative <laughs> to take take something posted on Reddit and read it out on your own page and sell it as your own. It, very, very was a good substitute for that word for that word that you've used. That bad word that I can't repeat. Um, you know that would have that would have gotten me a slap on the hand in English, and my teacher would have said, "No, don't use very." <laughs> Look up in the Sothoris. I'm not Robin Williams. <laughs> this is the Poet Society. You can use the word "very." It's fine. <laughs> So there's no shortage of uh, channels, but some of my favourites are Q-Star, with a C, uh, Fresh, R Slash, Storytime, who is an English guy. Um, there's also an Australian guy called MK, E-M-K-A-Y. And all these guys are just reading stories of some of the, I mean, the, the better ones, these guys all uh, do voices or add some sort of, um, you know, have, have an interesting voice when they're, when they're talking. Some of these people are just uh, just reading out a bland story in their monotone voice and they're not very interesting to listen to. But perhaps my favourite channel is called Fun With Failure. He's an interesting guy. He, he puts on voices. He tells the stories very, in a very animated kind of way. And it's just a pleasure to, to listen to him talk. Would you say it's tremendous to listen to? No it one is- would say that. Nobody who put thought into how they were speaking would say that. I get a tremendous reaction out of it. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) If I remember correctly, Seb, your beef was that tremendous should only be used as a synonym for big. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll find that... I wasn't listening. I was not out of the word. (laughs) That's exactly right. You're triggered now. (laughs) You're triggered for the purposes of being triggered. No, no. It's fine. We're not here to fight. We're here to entertain. Please entertain me, sir. (laughs) So some of the the subreddits um, that are the more popular ones... Are um, uh, entitled parents, which is which is all about how awful some some people can be. I sorry, I just want to butt in. I can see how good these channels would be because I love doing a good scroll on Facebook and then like 
20 people who got their revenge on bad oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like things things like that like this I was, is, this is exactly that, that sort of thing that would take away the reading from me yeah. and that would be fantastic it's some of these people it's it's it's, it's not um Sounds tremendous. You do. <laughs> Does it sound bigger than normal? <laughs> no, it sounds average sized, like a regular thing that happens. You know what's tremendous? <laughs> Q1. I went to Q1 a few weeks ago. It's the largest residential tower in all of Australia and briefly the world until Singapore took it over. It is a tremendous building if you're referring to residential towers specifically. Eh, it's pretty good. It's pretty big is my point. <laughs> it's a pretty big building. 77 floors for a residential tower. It's tall. Tremendous in scope, if you will. It's tall, Seb, but as we all know, the important measurement is the girth. It's a pretty wide building too. <laughs> yeah. Not for its height. It's seen wider. Anyway. <laughs> That is the proper use of that word. I'm glad I. That's the end of today's lesson. Oh, very well, Mr. Grammar. I'll, I I look forward to speaking with you in the future. Can't wait about appropriate use of language. Nope. <laughs> uh, entitled parents, all about how horrible some parents can be, and just like there are, there are stories of um, people being around um, family members for Christmas, and it's not. You know, or, or their birthday, and it's not their child's birthday, but they just demand that the presents and and uh, um, cake time and things like that be shared because their child is obviously so special, and you know your child is, is so. Yeah, it's really horrible things like that. Like it's fascinating to listen to, and you never know in the back of your mind whether this is just something that somebody has made up. Generally, the better the story, the more inclined I am to think, okay, somebody has just. Um, yeah, written this to, to hit the right beats and be a good story. But then sometimes sometimes it just has a few of those little irrelevant facts that would be in there if somebody was genuinely recalling something that actually happened. Mm. Um, because, you know, why on earth would you go to the trouble of including this, you know, incredibly detailed, unimportant thing okay. in that? So there's a believability to it as well. And I've met people like like some of the some of the uh, uh, subjects of, of these stories. So I know it happens. Like Entitled Parents is just one. There's uh, Pro Revenge, which is one of my favourites, which is all about how people get revenge on awful things. And they usually go to the trouble of explaining the situation and then how they got revenge. Oh, yes. It's great. Um, neck Beards, R slash Neck Beards, which is all about just really creepy, sexually creepy people mm. and, you know, white knights and genuinely, you know, Neckbeards, guys who live in the basement of their mother when they're they all 40. wear fedoras and, and say "milady." Yeah, that's yeah. exactly that's exactly the case. R slash TFIU times I fucked up. They they yeah. can be really fun of people just admitting to stupid stuff that they've done. Uh, you know, either either without without knowing um, that they were that they were screwing up in this big way, or they just you know got into the situation and then in trying to get out they make it even worse. It's it's it's, it's oh, yeah. fun. It's funny seeing people be a little bit a little bit vulnerable like that. Uh, there's tales from retail, uh, tech support, all the you know yeah. all those horror horror stories from from yeah. the tech support floor. Um, I don't work here, lady. Is perhaps one of my one of my other favourites of people just the the theme seems to be that people get mistaken for being employees, and sometimes <laughs> it's weird because they're not wearing the uniform. They're not. Yeah. You know, dressed, they're not behind the counter or anything, but these people are insistent. No, you do work here and you're going to help me get this thing or you're going to get the cart for me or whatever. And some of those 
turn really ugly. Yeah. And it's fascinating to listen to it. Um, Choosing Beggars is perhaps one of the more popular ones, um, one of the more common ones of people just essentially asking for freebies, you know, or there'll be be something available, you know, for free. Somebody just posts, hey, if you can pick this up, it's free. And then they'll respond and say, yeah, I want it. Is it still free? Oh, and by the way, could you deliver it? You know, just people who Mm. want want the world uh, handed to them. Mm. Uh, But my absolute favourite, and I'll share with you a story, my absolute favourite is malicious compliance, which is... (laughs) I just heard a sinister chuckle from upstairs from Zane. (laughs) Malicious compliance is people who who, uh, comply with some request, not in the spirit that it was given, but to the letter of how it was oh. how it was delivered just because they disagree with it or it was asked to them in such a horrible way. I did this at work. Yes. Oh, perfect. Please, please, please. Um, it's not as, I mean, it's not as no, malicious no, no, as what no, you'll no. say. Um, <laughs> my boss, who's lovely, nothing against him, but he has wear a tie Wednesday where just in our department, he likes everyone to wear a tie. So I went out and found the most hideous tie. That's perfect. so offensive. So I, I, I wear that now. Perfect. Um, because... It's like it's like the monkey's paw. Oh, I'm wearing a tie. Are you happy with your that's, request? That's exactly what yeah. malicious compliance is but all like, about. That's just me having a rib. There's not like an attack on him or anything. So that's my, my favorite one was a guy who um, stuck it to the IRS in in the states. He um, he was going off on a trip. He was doing his taxes, um, and he he was kind of doing it the night the night before he left. Um, so his parents weren't sure if he'd mailed the check in or not. He had, but they mailed one in anyway. A couple of weeks later, when he gets back from his trip, he gets uh, he gets a, a letter from a bill from the IRS saying that um, oh you know we got this cancelled check, um, so we're charging you forty dollars. That's the policy of the IRS. His parents had sent the che- second check in, but when they talked to him and that and found out that he had um, indeed sent his check in, they cancelled it and thought that was the end of it. The IRS billed him forty dollars for the cancelled check. For, for receiving a cancel check, right? Mm. Just for having to deal with it. That, that's the policy. He gets on the phone with the IRS with a guy and they clarify, yep, that's, that's exactly the policy. Um, if, you, if, if we receive a cancel check, we charge you $40. So then he, he, he kind of you know, is, is dumbfounded by this whole thing and he, and he, goes into, uh, he goes into laying out this hypothetical that, okay, say I write a check with your name on it, send it into the IRS, cancel it before it gets there, you would be charged $40 because it's a cancelled check on your account. And the guy confirms, yes, that is exactly what would happen. That is the policy of the IRS. That is exactly what we would do. His friend finds him with 20 checks on his table, asks him what he's doing, and he's saying, I'm writing out 20 $10 checks in the name of this IRS person. He had a pleasant conversation, so he got the names. They, they weren't really wise to what, was, yep. what he was planning. 20 $10 checks. I'm going to cancel them all before I send them. I'm going to send them on his, on, on his behalf to his, uh, to his thing on the IRS. So he will be billed $40 20 times on his, on his account because that is the policy of the IRS. A couple of weeks later, he gets a call as well as a letter saying, your point is made. I've taken off the $40 from your, <laughs> from your account. It's credited. That's great. <laughs> Oh, I was expecting this to be like that one of like, oh, yeah, he has like a return postcard and he sends like <laughs> yeah. everything in pennies or something like that. There you go. Oh, so no, that's just, that's, just, that's just nonsense. Yeah. Another, another one that I love is that um, one person was saying they, they work uh, out of town, um, like it's a remote area or something. So they, um, 
they get some meal allowance of $15 or something, but this guy doesn't really like the options there, so he usually takes his own. But this one time, he took um, he, he didn't have his own food with him, got the, got the thing. It ended up being for $15.50. His manager cleared it, and he submitted that to the company for reimbursement. He gets a call from HR and says, no, it's over the limit. We're not going to reimburse you. Not even the reimburse him the $15, just we're not going to reimburse you at all mm. for, for any of that. Um, you should you should read the, the the company policy. End of discussion. Done. Yep. He goes and reads the company policy and finds out that while there is a fifteen dollar limit uh, for the for the reimbursement of food, there's also a ten dollar allowance per diem if you bring your own food from home. So he goes back and catalogues each each, each day that he bought food from home and sends HR a bill for three hundred dollars <laughs> because they wouldn't pay out fifty cents. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Malicious oh, compliance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get the it's, it's brilliant. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. Beauty. All right. Socials. Go to Facebook. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna duck in on this one. Go to Facebook and type at second take and we will come up because that is our handle. That's true. Uh we can be emailed, second take podcast at gmail.com. Send us your hate mail, but I would direct it to Alex. Um <laughs> I'm listening. And our website, secondtakepodcast.com. There is so much stuff on there. Most of it is uh listenable. Probably. Good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And as we end every episode of this show, retroactively. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.